okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. It's time, it's time to set the record straight, Jason. All these goddamn Halloween movies. It's a little excessive. I am sick and tired of these goddamn Halloween movies and these goddamn cinemas. I, myself, have personally had about 20-some Halloweens, and none of them sucked as much as, <laughs> as some of these. Well, yeah, I mean, they would suck if you got murdered or, you know... You had the even the implication of maybe getting murdered. Yeah, as far as I know, there haven't been any like mass stabbings or, you know, <laughs> annual spiritual ritual stabbings yeah, uh, in my neighborhood. Unless they've just been, you know, keeping that under wraps. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'd, if that happened in my neighborhood, I'd probably try to keep it on the DL. Yeah, but think of the property value. You can get a house for a bargain. Yeah, I already bought my house though, so it's kind of like. Yeah, well, some things aren't about you, Tyler. Well, in this case. <laughs> I suppose not. Um, okay, so the series overall, the movie watcher in me says that these are terrible movies and that they're bad, but there's a side of me that likes a good Halloween, just slasher, dude running around, killing people, high stakes. At no point is dude running around. <laughs> let, no, no, let us be clear. <laughs> you're correct. You're correct. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. There's obviously many different ideas as to why this dude doesn't die in the newer movies. Laurie seems to go on in some speech about how he is evil itself. And that the more people get scared, mm-hmm. the more power gives them. In so many words, she, you know, they, they, they movie monologue it out. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a long, excellent cop out. Oh, he, you can't kill him. He's just too evil. Yeah. Six more movies. <laughs> Why not? He makes us too much money. And you know, there's, there's the cult thing that, you know, is kind of mentioned offhand by Lewis yeah. in Halloween Two, and then. They kind of go into it, and the curse of Michael Myers, and I kind of didn't like that movie, but I like Paul Rudd, so that's fun. And um, lots of possibilities. I basically just try to enjoy these movies and wonder why no one ever just tries to throw this guy in a damn wood chipper. You know, and that's what I was thinking, I think, at the... Um, again, so just as an aside to this, when me and Tyler were talking about this before, I thought... Like, I had a pretty good idea of, like, what happened in each film. And as I'm talking to him or watching the Rob Zombie movies, as I'm talking to him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, and then in the, the fourth movie when this happened, he's like, no, and that was the fifth one. I was like, oh, shit, what about this? He's like, that was the sixth one. <laughs> like, I had thought I was okay, and I was so very wrong. It was, it was mildly embarrassing how confidently sentences came out of my mouth for Tyler to tell me, no, that was the wrong movie, but... <laughs> It happens, but that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Because, so, I mean, we're recording this in, like, late September, but uh, if you're listening, it's at least, like, October 30th. 
or viewing or whatever the fuck. Um, because Halloween Ends comes out uh, October 14th of 2022. And uh, we're going to go see it and we'll do like a quick review thing on it. But I wanted to, you know, I thought it would be a great time to just go, hey, this is the deal with all these Halloween movies. Because we can't expect every member of the public to go out and research and seek out all this information. Watch all these godforsaken movies. And I almost wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I myself had a good time. It's just kind of an excuse to watch a bunch of bad movies. Yeah. You, you definitely enjoy them in different ways, you know? Once you take back that it's like, oh, maybe some things don't make sense, you know, the plot's a little shaky, but like you said, when you kind of take it down to it's a good slasher movie where dude's just mucking about, yeah. taking people out, there's still a lot to enjoy in it there. Yeah. I love it. Um, so basically what I did was just wrote some... I wrote my own short summaries of just all these movies. I'm not going to include every fucking detail, just kind of some of the main points. Uh, I mean, we'll start with Halloween, 1978. Picture it. Fantastic movie. Um, pro- I, in my opinion, the best movie of the series. Um, you know, the score is simple, but very effective. Um, and it's just, and it holds up, yeah. I think. You know? Well, yeah, I, so I watched this with my wife, um, you know, when we were going through this, and she thought it was a scary movie. And, you know, yeah. she thinks everything is scary, but, you know, sure. this was one that she actually, like, enjoyed. Yeah. So, you know, that that tells me something. If, if it's something she can enjoy, then there's something there that makes it a little bit more, uh, you know, last through the time, last through the ages. Yeah. So, basically, we open up showing Michael as a child. His sister is uh, getting down with a boy. Michael creeps around the house, finds a knife in the kitchen, waits for the boyfriend to leave. That guy's no peripheral vision, by the way. And uh, then walks upstairs, murders his sister. Uh, 15 years later, Dr. Loomis and a nurse are on their way to the hospital, transport Michael to a uh, court hearing. Uh, you would think they would provide a little more security than just, you know, a nurse and an old doctor with a, you know, what is expected to be a serial killer. He's not quite a serial killer just yet. Yeah. He just killed his sister, but... You could see it in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just waiting. Uh, Under understaffed and underfunding seems to be pretty prevalent through some of these movies too. Yeah, <laughs> there's never enough people to actually get anything done. Yeah. Uh, so he escapes, surprise, surprise, and uh, fantastic driver. Yes, fantastic driver, having never driven a vehicle before. Um, you know, six years old now. He's twenty one and he's just figuring it out on the fly. Steals the station wagon, takes, uh, you know, makes a stop, takes a mechanic's overalls and, you know, proceeds to stalk Lori and her friends, rob a hardware store for knives and rope, you know, kid stuff, as the sheriff says. Yeah. Uh, proceeds to terrorize these girls babysitting across the street from one another, slowly picks them off, uh, until a final showdown where Lori's protecting the two kids that were being babysat. Michael's shot six times by Loomis, falls off the balcony, yet still disappears when they look down to see him that's in essence the first movie and uh that by which every movie is uh kind of held up to yeah and uh fails a test and i'd almost argue at least in this first movie that the uh police are the real villains because they do nothing useful the entire time and just blow things off as ah it's just kids and it really never ends in any of these movies with yeah these police just <laughs> going like well I mean, again, though, like yeah. it's like they can never believe. It's like, yeah, well, that was that. Yeah. Like that was years ago. They're not gonna. He's not gonna do it again. 
<laughs> just could you imagine if he did it again? He would look silly. There's no way he's gonna come back. Phone starts ringing. Hey, it's 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 Mikey. He murdered, like, all right, I'll be down in a minute. He murdered like six people again. You should probably get over here. Yeah. And it's like, well, and it's funny because it's like it's not even like a lot of the time they do the whole, um, like, oh, just rumors. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know overall like the vibe kind of seems small towny through all these it's yeah. like you'd think word of mouth alone like everyone would know exactly what was going on yeah and like like especially once we move into some of the other ones with you know adoptions and children's and stuff it's like yeah we'll get into it it's a lot so halloween 2 is uh 1981 picks up right where the end of the first film leaves off Lori's taken to the hospital while Loomis and the sheriff go looking for Michael. Loomis sees a man in a mask and is convinced it is Michael. Did you watch this one, by the way? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Loomis sees a man in a mask, convinced it is Michael. The sheriff stops him from shooting the guy. The panic cause drives him into traffic. He's hit by a police car that then pins him between it and the van. And a van. <laughs> that catches fire and he's burned to death. So, I, I made note of this thing uh, where I was like, uh, R.I.P. to Blonde Michael, running over the dude wearing the same mask. Uh, can't wait for that phone call. The parents like, yeah, Mrs. Broccoli, yeah, I've got some bad news. You know your son Jimmy? Yeah, of course you do. He bought the wrong mask. <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing is, you know, it later turns out to be Ben Tramer, Lori's crush mentioned in the previous movie, which then holds no weight because she never finds out and she runs off with the ambulance guy, yeah. Jimmy. I, I think that just goes back to we have to kill everyone close to the target, you know? Yeah. So that was, yeah. That was just funny. Like, I just thought it was so funny that, she, you know, they talk about Ben Tramer in the previous movie and then it's like... It has no repercussions. It's like, oh, Ben Tramer's dead. It's like, fuck Ben. It's like, word. Do you have any idea what I've been through? Fuck that kid. Lori never even <laughs> finds out. Uh... Yeah, anyway, so it doesn't seem... Oh, yeah, no, read that sign. Okay, Michael runs amok through the hospital for most of the movie, slowly picking off an oddly small hospital staff, but I suppose <laughs> it's a small town. Eventually, Loomis and two characters not worthy of remembering them na remembering their names, one being a U.S. Marshal that he held at gunpoint in order to get there, one being disposal, disposable, uh, show up and help Lori with the final confrontation where he blows up and uh, walks out of the fire and falls down dead, allegedly. Before arriving at the hospital, though, apparently Michael broke into an elementary school earlier and wrote Sam Hain and blood on the whiteboard because we needed some exposition, I guess? Lori's putting the ambulance in there as one last scare, but it is Jimmy who had a sheet on his head. They hold hands and drive off in the ambulance. Aww. Halloween 2, not nearly... Not as fun. Anywhere as good as yeah. the, uh, the first. Is I can see where, you know, like maybe people were excited at the time because you just get... I mean, I think generally people get excited about a sequel... And they just go, hey, yeah, they're doing it again. But really in, in this, yeah, in this, I'm, I'm sure that if they had been given a few more years, they probably could have gotten a much better storyline established for yeah how they wanted to do this. But well, so in reading about it, sort of, you know, mostly in like Halloween three a little bit and four, not really a lot of details about it in two. But like he didn't really want to continue on John Carpenter with the Michael. Uh, storyline and so that's why he kills him at the end of this movie because yeah. then he's not involved when it gets to four and five and all that as far as the story goes he's just kind of like eh well i kind of put my mark on this and yeah um 
which leads us into the three. Uh, apparently, this because this movie is completely detached from any of the other movies, um, other than the name. It's not a slasher. There's no Michael Myers, no Laurie, um, no Haddonfield, nothing. It's all done. John, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill believe that the Halloween series could have been an anthology series of films that centered around Halloween night, with each sequel containing its own character setting and storyline. Director Wallace stated there were many ideas for Halloween-themed films, some of which could have been potentially created uh, any number of their own sequels, and that Season of the Witch was meant to be the first. That's pulled from the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I definitely could have gotten down with that formula. Like even if it was like a two-movie thing, where it's like the initial thing and then aftermath. Yeah, you know, to kind of finish it up. That formula definitely could have run. There could have been enough there, and then they could have still tied in like you know, a weird curse thing that was impacting all of these, and then we finish out the series strong with, you know, maybe some of the bullshit we see later on. Yeah. But. We didn't go We that did way. not go that direction. People were obsessed with Michael Myers, and, you know, that's how it went. It's, it's the masks, man. Every Everyone had a mask or a face from that era, and, like, that was the icon that things came from. You know, we had the, yeah. the, the, the hockey mask. Um, I think they made Freddy masks. Because, you know, he's got all, like, the burn Likely. skin and shit. And they've got or the Michael Myers mask. Hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's always, like, an icon out of that. Yeah. And I guess out of Halloween, too, I mean, just the fucking kitchen knife really would have been the icon, but... Yeah. And then Scream kind of... Yeah. Ruined that. that one. When did Scream come out? Was that, like, early... Like, 2000, uh, 2001 or something? Yeah. Maybe, like, late 90s. Yeah. But... I'm, I'm bad on... It's kind of a Google offense, really. If you ask me. One. Just type it. 96. Oh, 96. Okay. So. Anyhow. So, yeah, Scream kind of took that. But then Scream kind of took something from all yeah. horror movies. And it's very horror movie meta. And I, I like Scream a lot. So. Yeah. Um. So, to start this movie, we basically have a guy running away from an unknown threat, eventually gets away, a junkyard worker takes him to the hospital where a guy breaks in and kills him by pulling his skull apart. Been there. Did you watch this movie? No. Uh, it is worth the watch if you ever come across it. Yeah. Just because it is unique in its own right. And yeah, there's a lot of, like, random bullshit that you just go, like, whatever. What? But it's fun. Yeah. I'll probably enjoy it now after going through these and be like, Jesus Christ, another Michael Myers movie. I'll probably be happy just that it's... A little bit of a different, it's a, different story. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a good time. Uh, goes, then that guy that kills killed the guy goes to his car and blows himself up afterwards. An alcoholic doctor witnessed the man blow himself up. Uh, the man died, and uh, the man that died's daughter comes to identify the body. The alcoholic daughter and the doctor and the daughter named Daniel Ellie. Decided to go be detectives and investigate Silver Shamrock Company that makes Halloween masks. Uh, that's where Ellie's father had ran into some trouble. They end up banging, naturally, while posing as a married couple, staying in the remote town of Santa Mira. Been there. Uh, <laughs> Daniel and Ellie are captured. We don't know where Ellie is, but Daniel is captured by... So apparently the dudes uh, that are carrying out all the whims of this business owner that's also somewhat of a evil villain sure uh he's apparently perfected terminators before terminators because these dudes look exactly like people 
and uh, you know, but they're robots on the inside, and that's why in the fire, because that guy blows himself up in his car after he kills the one guy. Um, that's why they can't find any like human remains to get like dental records or you know anything. Yeah, it's all just machinery because and they're shit like, yeah, it's just over. nuts and bolts. And so then eventually she's like, Skynet. Like, and then you know, but then they never get to talk because she gets killed because a robot comes and kills her, mm-hmm. and you know it's a whole thing. Classic. So, um, anyhow, uh, this villain is named Cochran. Um, apparently, Daniel is uh, Cochran's special guest hostage, and like any evil villain, Cochran unveils his uh, his plot. Uh, this is where the plot gets ridiculous. Apparently, he stole a piece from Stonehenge and put a little piece of it in each microchip so that when the TV transmission comes. Uh, on TV, it syncs up with uh, the chips and uh, kills the children wearing the masks. Um, and it's not just like their head gets zapped. Their head kind of like melts and then like bugs crawl out and snakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I'd have to imagine it's like kind of like underworld portal yeah, technology, yeah, you know, yeah. just hell opens up inside of their brain. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, so. It's, it's worth the watch. I'm just kind of hitting the point, so I won't go into full detail, because we're just kind of telling the stories of all these Halloweens, so everyone has a good good understanding going into Halloween ends. Here's, here's what got us here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Daniel finds Ellie, or so he thinks, and then escapes by turning on the transmission in the lab and dumping a box of the microchips down in the lab, and all those people get killed. Um, that work for Cochran. Uh, they're in the car and all of a sudden Ellie attacks Daniel. Uh, apparently they made a robot Ellie and the real Ellie's dead. Daniel beats her and stumbles to the same junkyard Ellie's father escaped to. He calls, uh, apparently the god of all television who has control of all the TV channels. I don't really get it. Uh, but he got that guy on the phone. Um... He yells at the guy, said he doesn't have proof, but that the guy needs to turn off the Silver Shamrock song on any of the commercials. Uh, he gets it off two of the stations, but the third station is playing the song, and the movie ends with uh, Daniel on the phone yelling at the guy to turn it off. And, uh, you know, it's a far-fetched movie, but I like the originality. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it was kind of how that sounds like it finished up i feel like that definitely could have led to what i was talking about where the second movie can be like an aftermath kind of thing where things still kind of continue in one way or another but they wrap things up yeah still got potential energy there some kids died because maybe they didn't get the tv turned off then we get a revenge arc revenge arc where he comes back and he makes skynet too and he wants to kill everybody as revenge for having maybe his little brother killed or something yeah 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 uh, part of the stakes in the movie was the alcoholic doctor had, excuse me, a divorce and two kids involved. And Same. He was trying, <laughs> he was trying to call his wife and say like, just don't, just throw away the masks, just throw away the masks. And then the wife's like, you're crazy. You're drunk. Are you drunk? And you know, he's like in a warehouse whispering to her. He's like, no, just get the mask. Yeah, throw away the mask. Okay. I don't, and I then explain it. she's so pissed off and then hangs up and he's like, oh God. So then he's like, I guess I have to do something. So you think if like he would have just like if she would have been like okay I'll take I'll throw the mask away he would have just called it and been like all right I I think so it seemed to be his attitude about it <laughs> it's like I have secured my issues here I am going to go to bed yeah 
pretty much. Um, so that leads us into Halloween 4, uh, The Return of Michael Myers in 1988. My first note was, oh look, we want money. Guess who had a daughter? Guess who's not dead? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, they bring back Michael Myers as Halloween 3 didn't do well. Um, the story leaves out a lot of details of in between, but if you just want another Michael Myers kills a bunch of people story, you know, there you go. this movie is for you. They explain right away that Michael and Dr. Loomis almost burned to death, and to show this, they put some scarring on the side of Loomis's face. He looks remarkably good for that explosion. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Michael comes out of his sedated state and uh, kills everyone, thus crashing the ambulance and escaping. He goes back to town and terrorizes Haddonfield once again. This time, his target is Jamie Lloyd, Lori's daughter. Not sure if Lori married the guy from the ambulance at the end of number two or what, but it's ten years later. Lori had a kid named Jamie, and for some undisclosed reason, Lori and the father are dead. In H2O, there is newspaper clipping in the opening credits that says Lori Strode died in an automobile accident, but then, um, uh, she, but then H20, she has a son, and, uh, they, they say that, she, like, they never mentioned the daughter, so, like, who the fuck knows, and yeah. they say H20's, like, not even connected. Technically part, yeah. Like, they say that H20 is going off of the end of two. So, that's a whole thing. But... Jamie lives with the foster family, and of course, on Halloween night, the family has something to do, leaving a little girl and a babysitter all alone, naturally. Here's where I go back to some of the small town stuff. It's like, it's Halloween night. Don't you think you'd be a little on edge, a little protective of things? Like, I mean, how do people not know? Well, and it's, I mean, if this is Laurie Strode's daughter, too. Yeah. All the more reason not to just go fucking party. So, you know what, and, and and maybe I'll talk about this a little bit more once we get to the end of this, and it's like, why why have we not invested in, like, bomb shelters, and everyone's just like, alright, it's like, it's Michael night, like, we're just gonna hide in our basement, because tomorrow, obviously, he'll be gone. For... November 1st, Michael's really not interested in killing. Yeah. October I... 30th, he's really not interested in well, killing. Well, except in, uh, in 2, didn't part of that still take place over the next day? Uh, I mean, it's just Halloween night, so, like, Lori's in the hospital, and then shit's going down in the hospital, and so, I mean, really, you're... Halloween 1 and 2 pretty much take place. Yeah. I thought uh, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween like, had night. some section that was still the next day, where we got alluded that Michael's still alive. I could be wrong. I mean, I think it's just when they're driving away, and the ambulance is pretty much the only part that takes place on November 1st. That's fair. If I, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm open I, to being wrong about that too. So I'm very open to being wrong, as <laughs> we have gone to before. Uh, yeah. So some fuckery happens, and some hillbillies kill a kid because they're after Michael Myers. Uh, some kids were pretending to be Michael Myers. Uh, Haddonfield has like four cops, so naturally they don't do anything and have to wait for backup. Between Loomis and Rachel, uh, which is Jamie's foster sister. They get Jamie out safely and into a truck full of hillbillies, uh, leaving Haddonfield, or so they think. Uh, Michael stowed away on the truck and kills everyone except Rachel and Jamie. Michael's eventually uh, tossed off of the truck and then run over by Jamie, and then a uh, firing squad uh, shoots the fuck out of him and falls down. He falls down a mine shaft. Um, couldn't have worked out more perfectly. Don't know how they. Worked it out so well. Yeah. If they really wanted the movie to end, it would have been, like, an actual just grave. And then, like... Yeah. Or, better yet, we're rewriting it, okay? 
find the original Myers grave um, from uh, his Jesus sisters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's where he's standing over, and they find him, and then they shoot him over to where he falls in that grave because there's still the whole open plot from when he stole the body in the first movie. <laughs> they just never filled it. So he falls in that, and then that you know five ton tombstone uh, falls in on him. That's yeah. a, that's how we end the series. Boom! There we just wrote a Halloween movie. It's that easy. It's that easy. That's, <laughs> that's how they wrote all of these. I know. I know. Uh, Lori, she's dead. Why? Don't care. Irrelevant. <laughs> but she had a daughter. Why? <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> With who? Also irrelevant. Wasn't she 17 in the first movie? This is only 10 years later. Don't care. Um, Alright, so... Jamie stands... Uh, Jamie stabs her foster mother in the bathroom uh, later on in the house when she's running her bath. And uh, she stands atop the stairs with a bloody knife in a similar costume to what Michael wore when he killed his sister when he was a child. You know, the whole clown outfit. Um, Loomis's solution was to uh, shoot her. Uh, luckily for her, the sheriff stops him and the movie ends. But uh, she had some of that Michael going on in it. Mm. And then one thing I am going to make comment of, I'm pretty sure Jamie used a pair of scissors rather than a kitchen knife. Could have been. Well, I, I made note of that because of something that happens in H5. Or that might also be irrelevant. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, 1989. Uh, obviously not a lot of thought put into this movie, given that it was a year fucking later. Uh, this movie picks up right where 4 left off. It shows uh, what they did to Michael at the end of 4 and how he gets away. Because apparently there's a little exit at the back of the mine shaft at the bottom. Um, Convenient. I mean, I guess it's a mine shaft. It's got to have. Yeah, it's got to have access or whatever. But just for him to crawl his heavy ass out of there. Right before the dynamite yeah. explodes. Yeah. In the nick of time. Uh, a man nurses him back to health in for some, some remote cottage. Um, and then Michael kills him a year later on Halloween. So that's fun. Jamie's been children's. Uh, clinic after stabbing her foster mother. Anytime Michael does something, she feels it and has some sort of episode. Rachel has a friend Tina and they're making plans for a party. Michael kills Rachel after having uh, after first you know, a false alarm warning by Jamie. They call Rachel at home, all this stuff. And she's like, no, everybody's fine. The dog comes back, all this. And then Rachel gets killed right after. So, Rachel's yeah. killed with a pair of scissors. Okay. And that's why I thought it was interesting because, you know, they're trying to light touch on, like, the psychic connection between them. And that sure. was her first kill was with a pair of scissors and then killing her sister with a pair of scissors. But remember, the mom was okay. Yeah. And, uh, but, again, yeah. on Halloween, they're on vacation because they don't care. <laughs> they're Irrelevant. really not invested. Uh, really not invested in their foster child. So... Uh, yeah, so Rachel's dead. Tina deduces that Rachel went out of town with her parents and proceeds to make hoe plans with her friend Sam. As is tradition. Tina's boyfriend is killed, and uh, Michael pretends to be her boyfriend in the car. Jamie's premonitions save Tina. The cops come and get her at a gas station, convenience store, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Tina goes to the party anyway with Sam and her boyfriend, uh, just thinking that her own boyfriend is an asshole and it's just nowhere to be found. <laughs> 
uh, Jamie escapes with her friend Billy, and so there's two fucking like seven year olds just running around yeah. Haddonfield trying to save this teenager from a notorious killer. Kids save the day, man. Uh, not really. Everybody still dies. Well, but <laughs> kids try to save the day. They still have hope in their eyes. You know, they're like, I can, I can fix this. Yeah, I can stop him. Uh, Sam and her boyfriend die while fucking in a barn. Uh, Tina's eventually stabbed by Michael after a chase where he's in a car and they are not, and it goes on way too long. Loomis has a plan to get Michael, and it kind of works, but a lot of people die, as is tradition. Loomis dives, dies saving Jamie, or so you think, because he's back in six. People don't die unless they need to die. Yeah. Uh, if there's money to be made from them still being alive, they are still alive. Uh, the movie ends, however, with Jamie about to be taken back to the clinic by a deputy, but there is gunfire inside the station. Uh, the deputy goes back inside to check it out. Jamie follows him back inside and sees that uh, everyone is killed and Michael's cell is open and there's a bunch of smoke in there. And uh, that's how the movie ends, is just the cell filled with smoke and Jamie just staring at it going like, no. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, we go to... <laughs> I just wanted to make note of how much of a fucking comedy it is that Loomis is like, we're going to catch Michael. With the net. <laughs> like the big heavy net. Like he's a fucking like, bear. Just like the tried to like like explain that to anybody. So like what what was the plan? He's like, well, we're gonna get a net. We're gonna drop it off. It was a he- it's a heavy net. It's, it's, it's a heavy it's, net. It's really heavy. It's Didn't really he lift heavy. like a one ton tombstone? Like do you I'm think that'll have trouble thinking the tombstone was a whole ton? So okay, <laughs> so I made note when I was uh, watching through it again. I I, uh, I looked up the thing. I went to a page that was like how to determine the weight of different types of stones based on this formula. This is a whole like subreddit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's just like this page, and it had to have just been for like some something. Yeah. But I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I tried like for a minute. I was like, okay, yeah, like I can, I can maybe guess how how heavy that thing was, and I started going through. It. I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing math for this, but it was like really detailed. I was yeah. like, yeah, based off the shape and the dimensions and the type of you know stone it was, it's probably granite. It's like here's how you can figure out how much it weighs. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, excuse me. Um, that whole deal and the. All right, in the end of five, though, it is kind of funny. I, I just had the thought of, like, you know, like, Loomis goes up to Michael and is just like, hey, like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, he's, like, that worked in the, the however many years he was working with him. Like, yeah. Like, in essence, he's basically like, yeah, you're like, just stop it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, listen, buddy, uh, don't do it. And, uh, and Michael, like, starts, like, he thought you know, about it. Putting the knife down, he's like, he's like, okay, okay. So to think that Michael is just like this, I mean, at this point, it's 1989, he's 21 and 78, so, you know, this, like, 31, 32-year-old guy that's just, like, this is just like a toddler on a fucking, like, yeah. like, just, like, screen, like a fit. He's just having a toddler fit, and where he's murdering people, and for Loomis to just be like, oh, come on, come on. And like you know, when you almost get a kid, calm down. Where they're like, but then like and something then they just else get sets like them a, off. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah! you know, 
So that's literally what I'm thinking of Michael as at the end of Batman. He's just a very big, angry toddler. Yeah. Well, and then like in the same thing where Jamie's upstairs with him, and she's like, he stops everything when she's like, Uncle, and he's like, she's like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm six, I don't, I don't think I can be an uncle. <laughs> and she's like trying to like, do st- and then like she touches him, and that <laughs> sets him off again. Don't fucking touch me! Then the whole thing's shit again. Um, also, we see like yeah. just like you know, we see a little bit of his face and not you know burned or his mask melted to it or anything. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's fine. Bullshit. Yeah, don't worry about it. Loomis has just you know his whole half of his. It face got worse in five. Do you notice that the scarring in four is just kind of like a little bit of stuff, and no. then in five it's like he's just like ah, he's like two faced. He's two faced exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so six is uh, by far the most like diluted storyline. I, I, it's fun because it's like Paul Rudd, and you're just like, oh look, it's Paul Rudd's <laughs> first Paul movie. Paul Rudd. Was this his first movie? It said. Oh, it says in you know present. However, they said it in the credits. I'm pretty sure it's the first movie he nice. does. But I'm open to being wrong about that. Good move, Paul. <laughs> I'm open to being wrong again. Um, this is a continuation of the Jamie Lloyd storyline. Uh, it gives slight explanation to Michael. It opens up with Jamie being held captive by a cult having a baby. It's implied in one of these cuts later, uh, like one of these like flashbacks later on, that Michael uh, has impregnated her. And uh, in the other cut, it's not really... There's two cuts of this movie. I read that there was like a like producer's cut or director's cut. Yeah. Bullshit. And so, what's the real story? Who, Who cares? Knows? Oh, you're right. Yeah, what's the real story? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in one cut, yeah, it's like implied that he impregnated her and it's a whole thing. Poor girl. So I, I didn't have access to like the second cut. I just watched what was rentable on YouTube where the ending's just kind of simple. And Paul Rudd just kind of throws some rocks on the ground, and Michael stands in it, and he's like, Sam Hain, as he's being choked. And then Michael's like, uh, I don't know what to do now. And he just stands there. And I thought it was a very bad ending of the movie, but whatever. Um, <laughs> at least the other cut, which I, the other cut was what I saw first. Okay. And it's how it ends with, um, like them running through these tunnels, like trying to run away from Michael. There's a big um, like confrontation in a lab where there's like all these like fetuses. I guess they experimented on, and so the that's right. The Jamie Lloyd like getting impregnated by Michael thing isn't there. Like that that's that cut the, that mm-hmm. cut scene isn't there. It was more of like it's like oh, fetus kind of thing experimenting from, yeah. on her, though she still is like giving birth or whatever. Yeah. to this baby, they just put it in her apparently. to grow. Yeah, because yeah, science in '95. I guess they're were they doing that sort of thing in '95. I don't know. You tell us <laughs> if any of you are medical <laughs> experts. Hotline yahoo.com If you know uh, <laughs> utero history. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and there's this big scene, and, you know, they inject Michael with, like, these, like, I, I think they're just poisons of some kind, corrosives, uh, whatever, and then, you know, the end is, you know, Paul Rudd is Tommy Doyle. Do you watch any, or have you seen Curse of Michael Myers at all? I hadn't seen Either it. cut? No. Okay. But then Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle. Yeah. As a grown-up. I got Tommy that from, Doyle's a, from my notes. A blonde little kid. 
Yeah. And uh, Paul Rudd is... People can dye their hair when they grow up. It's fine. Not. Especially when you're Paul Rudd. He can afford hair dye. Right. But he was playing... <laughs> Tommy Doyle. Anyway. Uh, it ends with Tommy beating the fuck out of Michael with a pipe. Because um, that's which is interesting. Worked. Well, I mean, like Michael's injected with corrosives like twice. So he's probably... He's very all, corroded. He's very corroded. All fucked up, I guess. So whatever. Uh, but anyhow, getting away from the plot a little bit. Uh, Jamie gets away. The midwife that helps her dies naturally. And so does the random man whose truck she steals. She stashes the baby in a cabinet at a bus station where Tommy finds the baby later. Terrible mother. Well, she's about to die, so... Nah. I don't know. Uh, she did put her signal out on... She, she called into a radio station. The talk that was show on thing, the bus yeah. station, so... That's how everybody... Instead of calling of, for help... Yeah, not 911. Just a radio station. Dr. Loomis, you out there? It's me, Jamie. It would have been better if she went like in with like talk show voice. Be like, what's up, all you cool cats and kittens? This is Jamie with a baby. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jamie runs from Michael, crashes the truck into a barn, and uh, depending on the cut, either gets stabbed by Michael and she's in the hospital, or uh, just her innards get just fucking mashed up by some like hay baler thing. Yeah. It gets impaled into her. So in one cut, she's absolutely dead, done over with and another cut she lives just long enough to get shot in the head in the hospital we've all been there yeah so only to be killed later on by the man in black which is apparently the cult leader who apparently is the head of smith's grove um so coincidence <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> So depending on that's it just gets messy with the cuts. Sorry, I'm having a lot of gaps here. Uh, Lori's extended family uh, are living in a house with a daughter who still apparently, or who apparently ran off and came back with a six-year-old son and is now in college. Abusive father Tommy Doyle lives across the street in a group home and is reclusive. He's devoted his life to figuring out Michael's motives and is linked it to a uh, druid cult called Thorn where he makes a blood sacrifice of his own family on Halloween night. Everyone fucks about for an hour and a half. A radio DJ dies at a Halloween party. Kara's brother and girlfriend are killed after having sex. Of course. Uh, they go back to the boarding house. The cult is there. Apparently the head of the mental hospital Michael was in and the guy that asked Loomis to take his place at the hospital is the man in black, the head of the cult. Here's where the cuts break off. The movie I rented off of YouTube went like this. They took Kara back uh, to where they do rituals and... Uh, you know, they were going to sacrifice her, and uh, Loomis and Tommy go save her. Tommy dressed up as one of the cult members, and then, like, pops out, and he's threatening to kill the cult leader. Yeah. Um, uh, they escape. Tommy does some weird ritual thing where he makes a circle of rocks and cuts his hand, and Michael stops. Something about energies and cults and yada yada. They leave Loomis. Whoop do you fucking do? <laughs> What's it all mean, Basil? They leave and Loomis goes back inside. Uh, Loomis talks to the man on the floor, which he assumes is Michael, but when he removes the mask, it's Wynn, a.k.a. the man in black. 
He tells Loomis, it's your show now. And Loomis screams. Michael is shown walking the other, walking away, far away, in the man in black's clothes. And that's where the movie ends. And the cut, explained in the Wikipedia version, the version I apparently watched originally a few years ago, after Kara is set free, they run, and there is an entirely different chase through some tunnels into a laboratory. Tommy beats the living shit out of Michael with a pipe after injecting him with some stuff. Loomis goes back inside, just like in the other version, but the ending is unknown, likely implying that Loomis dies because he screams, and the only shot is the mask lying on the ground. Both movies kind of suck, and uh, any Halloween storyline without Laurie isn't great, in my opinion, but 4 and 5 are mildly entertaining. Excellent. Yeah. So, Halloween H20, 1998. H20. But wait! There's more! 20 years later, Lori has a 17-year-old son, and his dad left her and is a drug addict, according to John and Lori. And this is back to following OG storyline. Right. Which, they all followed the OG story. Like, it's all, like, like 1 through yeah. 6 are on the same arc. Um, you're Basically, you're, you're fork in the road. Or we have a couple different storylines, so we have, like... <laughs> so, from, from 1... You I'll can... see if I can get an infographic on screen while we do this. <laughs> All right, let's let's go through slowly and carefully so it's not the movie. Yep. From one and two, you can go in three. Take three. Throw it away. Throw it over here. Here's three. He's not involved in any of this. Here's three. It's gone. Okay. So you can go three, four, five, six, right? And then that storyline. Dead and done. Okay, you can go from two, you can take four, five, six, throw those away, and roll into H20 in Halloween Resurrection. Or, you can go from one, all over, you can skip 40 years of bullshit. Into H40. Into... Halloween, again, just titled Halloween in 2018. And then uh, 2021, Halloween kills. And 2022, Halloween ends. Let's hope. <laughs> it's titled that. Let's hope that they're right. Uh, um, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be the whole thing. We're going to be so confident it's over. And yeah. then it's going to be like a body twitch or something. Yeah, like Michael's like finger moves. And it's like, oh, God. Here comes Halloween didn't end. Halloween Halloween forever. Halloween forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or we go with the uh, uh was it a Jason 2000 or was it Jason X? Whatever the like future one was. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go with that route. Let's yeah. get Let's get future tech Michael Myers going. Yeah. Uh so 20 year li- years late. Oh yeah, I read that. Uh, the movie does not tie into the Jamie Lloyd storyline, though I thought it did briefly due to the newspaper clipping saying that she died in a car accident, which is more explanation than the Jamie Lloyd storyline ever gave. But the story is told as if there were a gap between number two and this one that takes place in 1998. It makes sense considering how the timeline would have worked if she had two children and she left one child behind to possibly get attacked and took one with her to hide in California. That would be shitty. So the fact that she only has one child makes sense. Sure. Um... The movie opens back in Illinois uh, with the nurse who apparently took care of Dr. Loomis when he was dying um, gets killed by Michael. 
Um, and Michael kills the boys next door, which one of them is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So that's kind of funny. Um, that's how he figured out where um, where she was, right? Because then wasn't there like a document there or something that the nurse had? Yes. Uh, yeah. Some... Yeah, some yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> if there's one one thing for sure is that I don't know. Uh, I, sp- I suppose this scene was just to establish that Michael is back. Guess who's uh, back? Lori is the principal of some private school out in California. Um, the line "It's Halloween, everyone's entitled to one good scare" is repeated by her secretary, who accidentally scared her. Just thought that was a significant like tie back to first movie, and uh, Laurie definitely uses "do as I say" exclamation twice to her own son and his girlfriend. Sure. Um. So her son John and his friends stay behind uh, from a school trip to party, and Michael's Michael kills two of the four of them. Laurie realizes something is up and goes to the school and saves the day. Goes one on one against Michael and wins. Fucking brave. Uh, everything looks like it's happily ever after, and then Lori grabs the coroner's van with Michael in the back in a body bag and drives away. Michael, of course, wakes up and tries to kill Lori. Lori slams on the brakes, and he flies out the window. She hits him again. They roll down a hill. He gets pinned between a tree and the van. She uh, walks up to him, and uh, so it's explained in the next movie, so I'm just going to... Sure, part. that's fine. Because my note immediately was uh, the legality of this would be so crazy to sort out later, but maybe they let it slide because it's Michael Myers. Yeah. She has an axe. The guy's like reaching out like, uh. Yeah. And then she cuts Fucking his head off. Clean cuts it off. <laughs> and if you didn't think that storyline could have more, here we are in Halloween Resurrection <laughs> 2002. Apparently Michael switched outfits with a paramedic that came and found him. He woke Big. up. Big brain move on michael's part woke up choked him uh he was the one put in the body bag and thus the one Lori decapitated his larynx had been crushed which is why he couldn't say anything to Lori. laurie's been put in a mental hospital because of the incident so <laughs> she chopped someone's fucking head off <laughs> so the legality side dealt with from the last movie word justice <laughs> michael infiltrates the mental hospital Lori's in uh kills her there is some show being made about college kids spending a night in the Michael Myers house. Spoilers, it turns out he still lives under the house and kills everyone except for a girl named Sarah who's texting some teenage boy she met on the internet who she never met in person and that's why she survived because he's texting her where uh, Michael is in the house and Michael gets fried in the shed. Of course, in the coroner's office, he opens his eyes and the movie ends. That, that was my whole... Because <laughs> if we go into the whole thing... In that movie, it just becomes this muddled. Uh, well, you know. I mean, and let me just say, like when you when you read that off, like that's roughly it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not an exaggeration. Like they, they they spent all their money on having Tyra Banks and uh, the, the other guy whose name is yeah. escaping me now, yeah. having them in it, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do a TV show thing, and we're gonna do jump scares, and it's all gonna be fake, but it's gonna look real. And then everyone fucking dies. And everyone, and then it turned out it was real. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that one I would say is skippable after just the first like fifteen minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, I watched it all, but I man didn't uh, didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy that one. Like most of these, even though they're bad, like I still kind of enjoyed them. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that one. This this one kind of tapped on like the cringe a little bit. I was just like, man, like yeah. And then like the dude in the end, whose name escapes both of us, how he's like, he's like, hey, he's like all about like the privacy leaving her alone all of a sudden even yeah. though he's been the guy all along it's like oh it's a film this shit man yeah. <laughs> on tv so odd uh turn there really changing sides oh also if you bring up whatever graphic you had with all the storylines sure uh just put rob zombie remakes over here one and two just they're there because they're they're over here so uh they're fun I like they're the fun. They're kind of horny. It's a they're good time. They're very horny. Rob Zombie loves to show some tits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So Rob Zombie remake Halloween two thousand seven. I forgot one thing I wanted to make just because we had gone through and uh, talked about Death Proof, but um, with uh, Michael Myers obviously being Death Proof and getting in the car, yeah. um, I thought that this was a prequel to Death Proof. <laughs> like, like you know, alternate timeline, you know, we get through the yeah. events of uh, Halloween 1, and then... Uh, and Michael just keeps the car. He just keeps the car, ends up trading it in as a stuntman because he can't die. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alternate timeline. It's getting I mean, drawn just, in. Because Michael gets away from... So, if we take the one of <laughs> the Jamie Lloyd storyline, uh, just throw Death Proof in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Planet Terror on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a real fucked up time at the end of this. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end of that graphic, it's just like scribbles. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like... I'm going to try. I'm going to try real hard to get something going. Um, Alright. So, Rob Zombie remake Halloween 2007. Uh, this movie somewhat of a modern retelling of the Michael Myers origin story. Uh, you know, Michael murders a boy at school. His stepdad and his uh, sister and his uh, and her boyfriend, I wrote in his boyfriend. <laughs> it's a really weird family. <laughs> there's an odd, there's an odd storyline where Michael's gay. I like have that. sex with you while you have <laughs> sex with me while you have sex with her. So, in essence, as a kid, he murders not only his sister, but uh, also the boyfriend. A lot of animals. Uh, a lot of animals. Uh, his stepdad. And, uh, or just just said the sister's boyfriend. Yeah. Boy at school, sister, sister's boyfriend, stepdad. Many animals. Yeah. I do like how we kind of get that just because, you know, we're having a little bit of like the, the pre of like, you know, as far as killing the animals, it's like the kind of explaining like, well, it's been there. You guys haven't noticed. And obviously those parents are not ideal. No, I mean, that stepdad's a real piece of shit. Uh, he met his mom because like she works at the strip club and then uh later on he's talking not even later like right in the beginning of the movie he's talking about another stripper at the strip club yeah uh he has like a broken leg and arm which is never explained which is fine yeah um i like to think that he's like not really injured he's just helpless yeah he's just he's like someone else going out making the bread yeah and, uh, you know, his mom's an overworked stripper. and Full respect to strippers. That seems like Full respect to strippers. It can be a difficult job, so. It's played by uh, Rob Zombie's wife, who's in a lot of his movies. At least in uh, House of Thousand Corpses and 
Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects, which is like the best name for a horror movie ever. Yeah. Like, that is, that is I'm sorry, I just had to take a moment and say, like, that's the best horror movie name I've ever heard. And you need like the, like the movie theater voice, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Like, that's just the best. All right. So, uh, all of these activities send Michael to Smith's Grove. And uh, there is a lot of focus on the, you know, sanitarium side of the story of, you know, her coming to visit. And, you know, like, you know, Michael just keeps going, like, I want to get Very out of here. And gradual decline on yeah, his like personality, his, his, his mental state. His just keeps going yeah. down. And, like, part of me wanted, like, granted... Like my, this is a Michael Myers movie, and so Michael Myers is always going to be Michael Myers. But was part of that storyline going like, you know, hey, sanitariums are kind of fucked up. Like maybe if you did a dose of, like, home life, and like the working on the mental side of things, maybe that would have helped. Helped him because it seemed like every time she comes, he's just more beaten down. And that place is fucking empty. There is, like, no other patients. Again, understaffed. Like, nobody's ever prepared to actually take care of any situation in this entire Halloween series. Yeah. Any any version of it. Any timeline. Just, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, basically, one day, Michael, you know, they fuck up. They leave a fork. And Michael kills a nurse as his mom's leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. His mom goes home and kills herself. And leaves a little sweet Lori. baby child. Yeah, yeah. Um, Angel Myers, but yeah, you know who eventually is Lori Strode. Um. By the way, in the first first Halloween, like seventy eight, they never really say what happens to those parents. Just saying. Who cares? Yeah, apparently irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Lori's parents in two never come visit her in the hospital. Well, I mean, I you saw how well it worked out for burn. Michael to continue visiting him. No, I know. It was just... Fuck those kids. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so the mom kills herself, leaves little Lori, and, uh, you know... And Michael grows up in the sanitarium, and he's a very built guy. For <laughs> the someone, fucking swollest, biggest monster of a man. For someone who just sits around in a cell and makes his mess. There's no way he gets enough protein to look like that. Maybe he's eating the plaster, I don't know. Shit, he's probably eating the patients, that's why it's empty. <laughs> there's, a, there's a release form, it's like, do you mind if your son gets eaten by one of the other patients? <laughs> We are prepared to compensate. It's cheaper than a burial. Yeah. <laughs> we will bury his bowel movement. <laughs> they just have Michael squat over a grave. It's all chained up. Michael, go ahead. <laughs> that is the worst thing I think I've ever said. Alright. Alright, so... He grows up, very built for someone who sits around and makes masks all day. Lewis is interesting in this movie. Kind of a wannabe rock star vibe when he's young. Um, Lewis gives up um, and leaves and some hillbillies rape a girl in Michael's room. And uh, he murders his way out of the sanitarium. 
As is tradition. Fair. Fair yeah. description. Yeah. Well, you know what? So far, it's like every every kill has really been justified outside of that nurse. I mean, she wasn't the kindest to him, but everyone else is, is kind of a dickhole. I wouldn't say the sister-boyfriend one was justified. He was more just mad at him. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, you ever murder someone for not taking a trick-or-treating? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotta block you and get a restraining order. Yeah, no, let's finish the podcast before I take you out, too. Yep. I like the way you're looking at me. Alright, <laughs> All right, so apparently... Apparently, he stashed the mask and the knife in the floor of his old house. Like, bullshit. Uh, he retrieves that, and for the most part, we follow the storyline of the original uh, 1978 film from here, give or take a few details until the end. Yep. He doesn't kill the second of her two friends and uh, takes Lori to his house. Uh, by the way, Annie's boyfriend, Paul, did not show up in 78. Like, never showed up to any side. Like, Annie was getting in the car to go get Paul. Oh. So, Annie dies, but then in this movie, Annie does not die. But Paul dies. Poor Paul. He really dodged a bullet in the 78 film, but... Yeah, it came full circle. Yeah. They curved the bullet and just got him on a different timeline. And for some reason, like, he didn't kill Annie in this movie. So, whatever. The plan probably was to kill her, but was just trying to use her as a little bit of bait. But... Or, like, they didn't, like, say that she was dead, and then when they went to make two, they were like, well, did we really make it, like, We could keep, we could keep her alive, yeah. And they're like, no, not really. So, like, okay, let's keep Annie. And so then there's that whole storyline. I don't know if that was his idea all along. Whatever. Um, she also doesn't shoot Michael in the face like she does in this movie. Like, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm having a hard time, but that that's basically, like, that's where the storylines differ, but for the most part, it's the same story. Yeah. Um, just, this one, I'm just, I have a hard time believing the old Trashy Myers family that we met in the beginning of this movie had a fucking pool in the back. Yeah, and that thing was huge! Such a big fucking pool. There's no way. Um, or maybe that's why she was so overworked. <laughs> And maybe that's why he's got broken <laughs> more limbs. Because he was... That's why he, that dude's got broken limbs. Because he dug that pool himself. And then fucking fell in. Yeah. Um, I like the way it ends. I think that's cool. I think there shouldn't have been a number two. Like, I think, if anything, you should be able to shoot Michael Myers in the fucking head. And it should be done. But yeah. whatever. And I, I like when we uh, kind of watched through the... Uh, like, Rob Zombie talking about him. And how there was the, the alternate ending. That would have been like... Yeah, she still has no idea what's going on. But the movie's over. Yeah. Like, at least... The ending we got, at least... She got a little bit of little bit of information. But, like, the original ending, it was just... You know, when he had her at knife point, like, in front of the house. And then let her go. And then he just got shot to shit. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. A little better. I like I like that Lori does it in this version. Yeah, like I don't know. And, and the build up and everything was cool. You know, it's like the shoot, click, nothing happens. Yeah, finally goes off, and then she just starts screaming and shit. It's like, oh, and that's how it. Yeah, it's, it, it feel it felt good. It's really it's really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool way to end a movie. Um, one fact about this movie and the next is that Daniel Danielle Harris, who plays Jamie in Halloween four and five, is her friend Annie in these movies. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, bringing people the old in. character in. So, 
so the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween 2 in 2009 um, is kind of fun and kind of not. Um, I think it. I think it was really not necessary, which is a very common theme in this whole series. But I mean, obviously, like okay, no, just, the way this movie starts is uh, there's text on screen, and text says, "White horse linked to instinct, purity, and the drive of the physical body to release powerful and emotional forces like rage with ensuing chaos and destruction." says it's an excerpt from the subconscious psychosis of dreams. That's how the movie starts, and his mom and a white horse a lot of times lead Michael around all movie. Um, she gives him a white horse in a, in a quick scene from him sitting in Smith's Grove in the mental asylum. Um, they also changed little boys that played Michael. I'm like, it's two years later, you couldn't have the same kid. Maybe he had a growth spurt. I don't know. Yeah. It's no big deal. Or a kid could have said no. He could have said no. Yeah. Or maybe he's now in that mental hospital due to the trauma. You know. Yeah. Um. So we okay. So he's in the mental hospital. She gave him a white horse. You know, you can think of me whenever you have this white horse. Is what she says to him. Moving on. Um. We pick up the night of the last movie's events. Common theme in the series. Somehow, Jamie's walking down the street, perfectly fine, uh, and then when the sheriff tracks her down, she's screaming in pain, and, like, she's in the hospital, and, mm. like, they're, like, doing shit to her leg, and, like, but she was just walking down the street just fine. She's, like, screaming. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. Die, apparently, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, the coroners take the bodies from, from the houses, um... They get Michael in the back. Naturally, Michael escapes after the <laughs> ambulance hits a cow. Um, it happens. Look it up. It happens. Yeah, yeah. People hit cows. Yeah. Um, they sort of follow the storyline of the original Halloween 2 when she's like attacked in the hospital. Uh, but then it turns out it's all a dream. It's two years later and she still has nightmares all the time. Like that whole sequence was a nightmare where she's about to get killed by Michael. Um, her and Annie fight about everything. Annie's all scarred up in the face from getting cut by Michael. Poor girl. Uh, Loomis is still selling books and he's even more pretentious than before. Uh, he writes another book based on the experiences of the last movie revealing Lori's true identity as Michael's sister, Angel Myers. She's not like this and goes partying with her friends. Annie's home alone. Michael attacks her, uh, effectively kills her like Lori gets a chance to talk to her for a moment but then she's dead um very very like as far as imagery goes it is just the most like bloody thing you've ever seen um I mean it's kind of cool but like at the same time, you're like, wow, that's that's a lot. Do you get like a little little squeamish around some of that stuff when it's too yeah, much? Yeah, but because we talked about like the Saw movies before. Yeah, yeah, those get a bit much. Those get to be a little excessive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Annie's dead. Michael attacks her, and the deputy guarding her house. Um, 
he grabs he eventually gets Lori after some more people die you know normal Halloween shit Michael attacks her and the deputy guarding her oh shit I just read the same sentence to it my bad <laughs> Uh, he has, uh, Lori held up in some abandoned shack in the middle of nowhere with the imaginary mom and young Michael holding her down, uh, who've been leading Michael around the whole movie. Loomis draws Michael out, um, by going in and confronting him. Uh, they shoot Michael as he comes out of the building, out of the little shack. Lori walks out, picks up Michael's big knife for what the fuck reason, I don't know. It's but, but someone shoots her. And then the movie ends. Like, you know, she's dead. Like, it pans out. It's like Michael and Laura are just dead. Yeah. Right? And then the movie ends with her on a bed in a mental hospital. Like, with this kind of, like, evil smile. And, um, you know, then the mom and the white horse are approaching her. And, like, that's that's how the movie ends. And yeah. so... You have to set up your sequel material, bro. Well, they didn't make any more... Rob Zombie didn't make any more Halloween, But he's got the option now. If he ever feels like making another. Now that it's... <laughs> yeah. See, now he can make H40. Yeah. He'll make his own H20. <laughs> In 2027, get ready for <laughs> Rob, Zombie's Rob Zombie's H20. <laughs> Rob Zombie's H20. So that's that whole movie. I, I didn't like two. I thought if they left one alone, I thought one was sweet. Yeah. So, but money, but money. So now we get to the series at hand right now. Yeah. Which is Halloween, uh, 2018. Or, so this, as we said, this is the 78 skip 40 years, 2018 kills ends. Um, this storyline picks up as if no other movie happened except for the original. Thank God. And that Michael was locked up that night. They disown the Michael is Lori's brother storyline. Uh, Forty years later, two podcast hosts are trying to. <laughs> it's too close to home. It's so like cringy sometimes when they do stuff like that. Like I've seen a couple things or like a couple TV shows and a couple movies where they've built in this like podcast host storyline. And I guess as like podcasting as medium just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's I easier mean, to yeah they make just that. do it, but it still is like. That's not normal. Yeah. I don't know. People don't do podcasts. <laughs> People don't do podcasts. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my podcast. Doing my podcast. Yeah. But it's different. It's different. I'm not like... Gonna, it's not like that kind of I'm going to go interview serial killers. Come on. Um, so it's like Michael was locked up that night. They disowned the sibling storyline. Podcast hosts are going to interview Michael in the asylum before he is transferred to a different one. Uh, more heavy security place. <clears throat> spoilers the bus crashes and michael escapes they also, tradition. they also interview laurie for a fee of three thousand dollars for next to no answers michael kills the podcast host at a gas station slash garage because naturally he has to get his mechanics jumper for the night he steals back the mask mask from them because in the interview where they're trying to you know kind of get answers out of him and like, you know, he, he borrowed the mask mm -hmm. and he's like, do you feel it, Michael? And then like all the mental patients start like, just going like losing their crazy. minds. And it's actually like kind of a good scene. There's so, power in the mask. Yeah. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. Exactly. I mean, that'll happen when you start murdering people when you put on the mask. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know who I am? How about now? 
<laughs> oh, you're that serial killer. I, I should run. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> All right, so he steals back the mask from them, and we are off. Lori goes and tries to warn Karen the bus crash, and of course they tell her she is crazy. Uh, one of the most like Disney movie type lines from Karen. She's like, she's like, there's you try to make the world like it's a dark place and the world is full of love and understanding it's like i don't know that that line to me is like wow why is this here <laughs> um michael begins killing uh on-screen kills are pretty intense pretty graphic kind of almost pretty cool in this movie if you're into you know horror stuff yeah. so it's it's, uh, it's visually the best like halloween that we've seen yeah we're cool with gore now man we like to chop people up and, and make it look like it hurts yeah I mean, obviously, it's, like, the furthest one, or the most recent one, I mean, other than Kills. Yeah. But, like, it's the most recent Halloween movie. Like, of course, all the on-screen, like, effects are just, like, killer. Yeah. No pun intended. But, yeah. It's pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Michael. So, Michael begins killing. On-screen cools, skills are cool. Uh, Michael's new doctor goes all mad scientist and stops the sheriff from shooting Michael in the head after running him over. Uh, stab the sheriff. It's a whole thing. He puts Michael in the back seat of the cop car with Allison. Uh, she can't get out because it's a cop car. Michael wakes up eventually when the car is stopped. Doesn't harm Allison. Uh, just instead slams the gate forward, you know, into the doctor. Uses his door to get out. Takes the doctor. Stomps his head into raspberry jelly. Which is like, whoa. Yeah. Um... Allison gets out, runs through the woods, is looking for her grandmother's house. Um, then the other cops, they were sitting up the road, going like, what the fuck's going on over there? Michael naturally kills them. Um, you know, drives the cop car up to the house. Um, Allison's dad and, you know, Karen's husband, you know, Ray, he comes outside because they're all holed up in Lori's house trying to find Allison. You know, they're yeah. waiting for Allison to be found. They want to all hole up there in Lori's fortress, really, is what it is. See? We just need underground bunkers, man. Right. She, like, almost did it right. So close. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so what happens is... Ray, Ray gets killed. And then Michael goes in the house. Karen hides under the island. Lori has had all this time to prepare... And still, Michael breaks in the house. Like, she's standing at her front door. There's these two rectangle, <laughs> rectangular windows on either side. Of, like, you know. And she's standing between them. And then Michael, of course, pushes <laughs> his hands in, starts choking her. It's like, you're so close. Yeah. Like, you put the fucking bar in front of the door. You, you did so well. And then. You only missed the most obvious did, weaknesses. You did something stupid like that. Yeah. Lori blows a couple of his fingers off to, you know, get out of that one. And it's, it's almost it's a, a shock pretty... that they don't instantaneously regenerate. I, know. Uh, I, I meant to, when I watched Halloween Kills, look for continuity there to see if they were still gone. I didn't watch for it. But it is a pretty sweet fucking visual when Michael. Like, they, they make this movie, like, for lack of a better term, because, like, all the gore, like, I know people. people get weird about, like, the whole, like, gory Halloween movie shit. Yeah. So I don't want to, like, glorify it, but, like... It's kind of lit. It's such a fucking metal shot. 
of Michael standing in the house. This hand with like two, three fingers left. And just the knife in the other hand. And that fucking, like where the shotgun blew the fingers off is just dripping. Yeah. And it's just like this shadowy, like... Like silhouette. And... I mean, it's, it's just like the, one of the coolest shots yeah. in the whole series. Um, like if you're into the original Halloween, like story, and then them like referencing the history and like Halloween kills, uh, again, and you know, kind of this like resurrecting this story, not resurrection, but they resurrect the story of the original and you know, just a lot of the facts stay consistent. They just kind of change some stuff up. I mean, it, if you like that, these two movies and I'm imagining Halloween ends yeah. are pretty fucking cool. Just the whole storyline. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so Michael walks around. Lori comes up to investigate. Throws her out the second story window uh, after stabbing her. Um, terrible error on Lori's end of having a room full of mannequins. Because <laughs> she walks in the one room and that's where Michael ends yeah. up being, of course. But... It's like, like I know a bunch of things that are really good at standing still. Yeah. I sure hope Michael isn't in here. Yeah, of course he is. Um, Michael looks down and, you know, shades of the first Halloween movie. Laurie's gone. Um, Allison finds her way to the house. Karen lets her in the basement. Michael discovers it. Karen plays emotional possum. And then when Michael peeks his head out, Karen shoots her in the face God damn, so close. Bet shoot him in the brain now. Uh, Karen lets... Uh, you know, so Michael comes down in the basement. And, uh, you know, they, they climb out. She almost get, He almost gets Karen. They get out. Bars come across. And then Lori's got this shit set up where there's a fucking gas pipe in every room. She opens up the valves. And, uh, you know, the house fucking... Blows up. Michael's in a burning house. Because um, that's ever worked before. Right. Um, <laughs> not to say the visual is pretty fucking sweet in Halloween Kills. Where he's standing on the fucking porch. Just everything's on fire. And just holding the fucking bloody eye. Like, I don't know. Visually, these movies are so fucking sweet. Yeah. A lot of like wallpaper material kind of things where yeah. you just cut out a scene and be like, oh shit. That's... Like, I could totally have a Halloween Kills Michael poster of just him on the fucking. Or just that one, the shot from this movie with him missing fingers. Yeah. It, it's really cool. Um, so they set the house on fire. They, uh, they hitchhike a ride to the hospital. They're in a truck bed. And, uh, in my opinion, this is just where it should have ended. Like, I don't think they should have went with a sequel, though I do like the stuff that's happening in Kills, and I like where it's going for Halloween Ends. But story-wise, it definitely would have been safe to end it. just shut up. Yeah. Just stop writing scripts. But it's fine, because if, if you're going to continue to make money, as long as you had, as long as this one was pretty good, just do it again. Yeah. And then, worst case scenario, well, the first one was good. Or, you know, last one was good. Yeah. It's fine. So in my opinion, this is where it should have ended, but as Stu says in Scream, these days you gotta have a sequel. So they do change the story a little bit and say that Hawkins stopped Loomis from shooting Michael. Um, that's not in the original Halloween. I mean, well, it, it goes into it in Halloween Kills, which, you know, picks up where we left off, as is tradition. Uh, Cameron Allison's boyfriend's moping around in his, you know, Bonnie outfit, you know, finds Hawkins laying on the ground. Sheriff Hawkins. 
Um, Hawkins says he has to be the one to kill Michael. And we flash back to Halloween 1978. And the police are chasing Michael Myers around town. Back to the old Myers house where Michael holds his fellow... uh, Michael holds Hawkins' fellow officer in a headlock. And while trying to shoot Michael, um, Hawkins shoots his fellow officer. Um, Also, a boy named Lonnie who's being teased has a face-to-face encounter with Michael. Michael doesn't harm him, just walks by. Um... So after the opening credits, we open up on the couple who was uh, leaving dressed as doctors earlier. They show that couple as Michael's walking down the street. And it's kind of like across the street from... Excuse me. Where, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, it's kind of across the street where that little kid Julian was being babysat by one of Lori's friends, of course. Yeah. In the previous movie. So same couple. Um, and they, they're at a bar. And, uh, basically whatever work party they're at, irrelevant, <laughs> irrelevant, <laughs> irrelevant. They're in a bar. Tommy Doyle and company are there talking about the anniversary of Halloween, 1978. Lori's going to the hospital and the fire department is on their way to Lori's burning house. And they're, you know, Lori's like, let it burn. Of course, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, Michael Myers escapes due to a fireman falling through the floor. And then Michael proceeds to kill all the firemen. Like, literally, they all, one like, kung fu style, they all come one up by to him one. one by one. And Michael finds, like, a creative way to cut their head off or, you know, yeah. put an axe in their head or whatever the fuck. It might as well have been a murder montage. It was. <laughs> Just happening in real time. Um, I have the tiger plays in the background. Yeah. Uh, The bar decides to go all angry mob and try to go find Michael after a mental patient stole a car. All of them are killed except Lindsay Wallace. The mental patient turns up at the hospital and they're all stupid as can be and they think it's Michael. Like, the guy's not tall enough, not... Do the math. He's not wearing a mask. Like, Michael... And Michael's never come to the hospital. Said, saying, help me. Help me. Or really spoken. Or spoken ever in his life. (laughs) That should have been the first sign. Yeah, I mean, the only time Michael speaks in these movies is when it's in um, the, the the Rob Zombie remakes. And they kind of break the rules. Like, like Michael's never grunting when he's stabbing people yeah. or beating people with stuff. But there's a lot of, like, grunts. Like, and, yeah, you know, breathing. And, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he says, die, in, in Halloween 2. Most, most of the words spoken were in Halloween 2 of the Rob Zombie version. But... Never says a goddamn word, and so that should have been your first indicator. But these people are—they haven't seen the movies. They don't. Haven't seen the movies. They don't know. Yeah, fucking idiots. Um. So at the same time, Michael returns to his old home, where a couple by the names of Big John and Little John are killed. Not Little John. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hawkins flashes back to 1978 once more when talking to Lori, because he survived, even though he was stabbed in the neck. Uh, flashback to 78 once more and we get a little more to that scene that was at the beginning of the movie where uh, Loomis was apparently about to shoot Michael in the head but Hawkins stopped him um, you know he's, he says to Lori like all I could see was that you know it's somebody's little kid you know and then he's like I know now that there's nothing there and he just needs killed and so you know yeah. so apparently apparently if he would have just fucking killed him Shot him in the head. Cut his head off. Laurie's got the right idea. Yeah. But 
Or, you know, wood chipper. I feel like that. I think a wood chipper just works so great. Yeah. It'd be fun. It really would. But then, I, I swear to God, like I said, then surprise, you know, hands not regenerating on the spot. You know, his, his fucking sludge of blood and guts would just start <laughs> reassembling even like the, the liquid the... metal <laughs> exactly see and then that's that's where we full loop back to three right with the the skynet robots so again here are all the timelines just like throw terminator three on that and then just like <laughs> oh yes um yeah, so apparently Hawkins, you know, if Hawkins would just let Loomis kill him, you know, it's over. And, uh, you know, the other deputies kind of cover for Hawkins. They're like, look, just say Michael killed him, yada yada. Um, so the mental patient ends up, you know, jumping off like a high floor of the hospital and killing himself. And then everybody's like, oh, we fucked up. And they're like, <laughs> all the rational people were like, yeah. Um. Allison, Cameron, and Lonnie go to Michael's house. Lonnie is Cameron's dad. Lonnie was one of the kids back in 78. It's Tommy Doyle's age. Lonnie, I, I never finished that bar scene thing. Lonnie, Tommy Doyle, uh, whatever the nurse's name that uh, <laughs> was helping Loomis with the transport that night mm-hmm. in 78. And Lindsay Wallace, the other child being babysat. They were all at the bar. Drowning like, their sorrows. Well, just like celebrating the four-year anniversary. And Tommy gives a little speech on stage and yada yada. So. Anyway. That's what's happening in the bar. And then the mob. The, 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 the stuff comes on TV. And then the mental patient steals the car. And then that's a whole thing. And here we are. Um, so Lonnie goes in alone. Allison and Cameron... Uh, are sitting in the car and they hear one lone gunshot and they go in after him. Michael makes light work of Cameron and is about to kill Allison before her mom stabs him with a pitchfork. By the way, the Cameron kill is fucking gruesome. Yeah. Like, he's upstairs and of course Allison falls down the stairs just like Lori in the first one. So they're kind of doing their homages. Yeah. Um, nice touch. Yeah. But... He's got Cameron, like, upstairs on the railings, and he's just, like, slamming his head, like, and then, like, just leaves him kind of in the banister, right? And then Michael's coming down the stairs, sees his head, and then just twists his head, like, 180 degrees. Like, I'm not done with it. Yeah. That's better. And then comes after Allison. So Michael's about to kill Allison, and then uh, Karen comes in, stabs him with the pitchfork in the back. Uh, Karen takes Michael's mask, runs off with it, leading him into a trap of just a angry mob of citizens, which is again where the movie should have been, but no one had the sense to like cut his head off, put thirty bullets in his brain, any wood chipper, wood chipper. Um, Sheriff Brackett, you know the original Sheriff Brackett from the movie, you know the seventy-eight yeah. movie, is just this old man. And uh, I remember. he even gets to have his old line. The uh, everyone's entitled to one good scare. Um, uh, Michael puts his mask on to take his beating. Not one person is smart enough to cut his head off. Karen goes to be with her daughter. Lori talks. You know, Lori's kind of monologue is just hovering over all this stuff. 
Uh, he isn't something you can beat with brute force. And Michael wakes up from his beating, massacres everyone that beat on him. Um, Karen goes upstairs. Yeah, Karen goes upstairs and looks out the window where Michael would always stand in his sister's room. Uh, the movie ends as Michael comes up behind her. Uh, she turns around. Michael kills the fuck out of her. Roll credits. And uh, yeah. So that's all of it. It's a lot of Halloween. That's all the timelines. Uh, I mean, briefly done. You know, I mean, we yeah, maybe we can go into like the individual movies and some other podcast, but not likely. Yeah, I don't think they're worth the time. One and two, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe like. Like, we had the idea of doing the Friday the 13th stuff on, like, every time a Friday the 13th came out. And then... But, again, I don't think all that... Like, it, it would take... Literally, it would take, like... I think it I think it calculated out to, like, eight years to get all the Friday the 13th movies covered, because there's so many of them. Um, to do one Friday the 13th podcast every however many years. So I'm thinking we might just do a Friday the 13th series podcast the next time there's a Friday the 13th and just be done with it. Yeah, that's probably safer. Yeah, kind of like this. Brief summaries of everything. Have an understanding of kind of what the storylines are trying to do every time. And uh, anyway, I hope this was enlightening for anyone sitting out there going, what the fuck? (laughs) How does Halloween the Curse of Michael Myers relate to Halloween Kills? How does H20 relate to... Like, you know. Again, there'll be a lovely... (laughs) A lovely graph for you guys to look at, and hopefully it makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. Any predictions for Halloween ends? Uh, Do you think Halloween ends? Or do you think Michael's gonna jerk awake at the last second? Here's here's the thing about money. Or will it be... Well, right. Okay. But do you think... Like I, I, I think this storyline that seems to be doing things kind of right and kind of like fun. Like I'm, I'm having fun with the two sequels that have come out here yeah. based on 78 being the only other movie. I feel like they're doing it right. And I feel like to continue to do it right, like you actually do end Halloween. And I feel like the franchise has to know yeah, that like we've... The track record hasn't been there. Made where a it's... muckery of all of this. exactly. So I mean, I part of me is is going for the greed side of it, where it's like, listen, we have a long running series. Every time we do this, we make a profit. Right. It's guaranteed money. Um. So part of me is like, well, of course, there it's going to be, you know, some. Oh, maybe he's still alive by the end of it. Maybe they leave it more ambiguous so they can let it be dead. See how much money they make box office, and then. You know, maybe start production after that. Maybe they leave it open to that, you know, and they just kind of let what box office, uh, you know, maybe like first week goes and make that call for them. Yeah. But I, I think if, if you know, kind of like we said, like if they're looking at it, it's like, listen, we fucked up before. We know if we continue to make sequels, eventually one's going to suck and we're going to ruin a little bit of what we have so far. I would rather it ends. Rather it be done and dead. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather it end, you know, back in 78. Yeah. You know, from 100% honest. <laughs> but I am enjoying these. Yeah. Um, these most recent ones. But I think... Um, I, what I think you could probably do is... Uh, like if they... Cause like you said, it is guaranteed money. 
like every time. Yeah. As long as it's like a half decent movie. So I think if you stick with this storyline saying like this is this storyline is like the Bible. This is this is the one and only thing. You know, all the other stuff was like, you know, we kind of we lost our way, you know, we <laughs> shouldn't have made that Halloween resurrection movie, you know, our bad. But you could kind of um you could kind of like marvel it a little bit where Marvel has their movies, but they also have these like limited series. Yeah. You know, here and there where they do stuff and you could like, for example, um, like kind of the alternate story. Like, I don't know, some kind of series where how in the Rob Zombie Halloweens, they go with Michael in, you know, the sanitarium a lot. You know, if they did something like that with or just kind you know, of Michael, yeah, like you could do a, you know, six-year-old Michael to 21-year-old Michael, you know, kind of like checking in on him in those 15 years of like failed therapy yeah. by Loomis. Um, you know, a, a documentary about Loomis's life, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I can definitely Michael see really... that. It'll be, it'll be a TV series. It'll be eight hour-long episodes. It'll be called Myers. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Uh, make billions you know you could just have a movie of like you know i i'd love to see a movie called like you know the laurie strode story and like seeing you know her daughter karen get taken away from her yeah you know and you know the failed marriages and you know her training this 12 year old daughter to you know use guns and hide from michael myers and stuff like that I don't know. Like, if you or want to do more they, with it, stick to this story. Don't make new storylines. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll they'll bastardize it and they'll do a prequel where it's like, oh, here's a secret story before Michael was born that, you know, still falls in line with everything. But yeah, we yeah. kept it hidden because people get adopted and <laughs> we ship them off out of state and yeah, whatever. I, I, I just like the way they did this because they do abandon, like... Like, no mention of the cult stuff. Yeah. You know. and, and Excellent move. Excellent move. Uh, no mention of the sibling stuff. I didn't really like that. Yeah. Good move. I thought. You know? Because I think the whole fun of Michael in that first movie is just like, oh no. This guy's killing everybody. Yeah. A little more, like, senseless, and that makes it more like the, the thriller horror. Yeah. Just stop. Why? Why? As opposed oh. to, like... No, I know why, Michael. Come on. That's kind of fucked Let's up. Let's talk Stop. about this. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe that, that kind of takes away from the monster of a character if you can, if you think you have, like, you can reason with him. You know, if he, he's, if you, if there's this nine foot 14 man, you know, just chasing you yeah. with a big old kitchen knife for 26 movies. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's no, like, dialogue to be had with them. It's like, stop it. I, I know why you're upset. And it's just more of like, oh, shit, it's that guy. <laughs> like, that's scarier when you're just like, it's, it, we gotta that's, go. That's danger. That's that is, everything that is, that is danger right That is there. the danger, man. <laughs> We've gotta go. Yeah. I don't know. So I hope they don't, dude. I, they'll fuck it up. I, I It's not even, like, predictions at this point. It's just, like... I mean, they're going to leave him alive or something. And If they kept on with this storyline, he just kept living and whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. Because at least these these three movies were a, a, a good storyline. Oh, well, the third I don't know about because I haven't yeah. seen yet. But so far, oh, right foot. this sequel of three movies is fun. So, 
right. Well, uh, if you're seeing or hearing this, it's October 30th, at least, of 2022. You know, obviously, people can watch and listen whenever they fucking want to. But uh, just know that on the 31st of October of 2022, uh, we will have a Halloween Ends episode. We will go see it. We will go... Bella, I am recording a podcast. Please do not do that, dog. Thank you. Um, my dog, Bella, everybody. Um, so we'll have a quick review podcast um, tomorrow or whenever the hell you see this or hear this. So thank you for listening and viewing YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever the fuck. And, uh, Find us, watch us, love us, talk to us, email us, comment us. Content Crisis Hotline, Yahoo.com. At Content Crisis One on Twitter. Goodbye. Any last words? No, I'm good. Or actually, I'm the one with last words. You're going to kill me, right? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, actually, we can fade to black. Actually, Ready? Pretty <laughs> good